Welcome, everybody. Time for another episode of Alive, brought to you by the Asher Longevity Institute, committed to the science-based and easy-to-implement lifestyle changes you need in order to live a much longer and much healthier life. This show is made possible through the generous support of People Unlimited, a premier longevity company in Phoenix, Arizona. Learn more about People Unlimited and their partner longevity experts in the Coalition for Radical Life Extension at RLEcoalition.com. That's RLEcoalition.com. I'm Dave Potts in the Asher Longevity Institute studio in Washington, D.C., together with a host of Alive, John Asher, CEO and co-founder of the Asher Longevity Institute. John's guest is Dr. Jerry Kahn, CEO of Age Brilliantly a community platform for adults engaging with peers, experts, and service providers for information, inspiration, and support, both online and at live events, to help them take charge of their futures and enjoy their lives to 100 years and beyond. The title of the show is Let's Age Brilliantly. Over to you, John. Well, Jerry, great to have you on the show. Well, thank you for inviting me. Yeah, no, it's great to have you again. So I know your, your goal is to help people live a much healthier and much longer life to 100 and beyond. Where does the 100 come from? Well, that's a great question in a couple of different ways. So in the last 15, 20 years, people have been asking, how long can people live? Actually, Jean Calumet lived to 122 and a half. She's the oldest woman that's ever lived. But the interesting is they've noticed that there are certain parts of the world called the blue zones where lots of people live longer than we would normally think. So if you think of the American system right now, our lifespan is into the mid 80s roughly, and it's expected to eventually grow. There, there are a significant number of people who are centurions, 100 or more. In fact, every time you read one of the books or you watch one of the videos on them, you'll find people who are 109, 111, 116 even, which is right now the most recent one that I've watched that does that. So it comes from the fact that we're all living longer than we ever did before. Actually, just to put a number on that to you, John, if you go back over about 100 years, early 1900s, the average lifespan was about mid-40s. So what we're saying is in over 100 and 120 years, lifespans have doubled. And first time it's ever happened at that speed, and that's because of a lot of variables, better nutrition, exercise, maybe our genes are changing, fewer wars, fewer illnesses during different parts of it. People who are listening may have heard some recent statistics saying that longevity has actually declined last year and this year. But if you take a look at why, it's because of the opioid crisis we've had in America that killed so many adults, and now COVID, which is having the same effect. It's small. It makes it's more of a blip in a long-term curve. So a couple of years ago, a group of researchers decided to, to kind of work with a statistic everyone lived with called the 100-year life. And so that's kind of the benchmark we're all using, because it's enough to make people realize from 70 to 80 may not be a difference, but if you make it to 100 plus, that's fascinating. And actually, when we first started Age Brilliantly, and as you ask me more questions, I'll tell you about how and where and why, I noticed that, and we did a little kind of a contest in here, how many of us could find people who did something really exceptional for their 100th birthday, and we, call, and we did it as almost a joke. We discovered a number of them do skydiving. 
And so imagine on your 100th birthday, your gift to yourself is to do skydiving. And one of the people asked why. And one of the people looked and said, I guess because they didn't expect to live long. So what could go wrong? If they don't make it, they don't make it. <laughs> well, it turns out no one has ever died on that 100th birthday. But that's the great news. But that's really it. Today, we are more and more people who are living into their uh, 110 to 116 area right now. And that's just going to increase. And I'd add one more statistic just to put kind of perspective on it. There's a study that's being done out of California called the 90 plus study. And in that study, they actually did a follow up of people um, who are not quite 90. And then a few years later, tracked them when they were 90 to find out whether or not much of the research, the findings we found before really hold up with these people. What's interesting is, um, and actually if someone goes to the agebrilliantly.org website, you'll see we actually had this part of the article on it, is the researcher's most interesting comment that we picked up on is her prediction that kids born today will live to 103 to 104. Yeah, I, I agree with all those statistics. I'll give you a couple that I've heard recently, and that is that and I agree this last year and this year, our uh, lifespan has actually decreased by a year or so. So the recent statistics I saw were that the average person lives to about 79, women early 80s, and men about 77, and that the average health span is 63. In other words, after age 63, people on average start getting some of the major diseases. And we all know what they are, right? Atherosclerosis, strokes, heart attacks, cancer, diabetes, and you could just keep on going down the list. So what it really means is that if you live to, let's just say, a round number of 80, and but your health starts deteriorating at 63, it really means your last 17 years are not a lot of fun in many cases. And so because of that, the country spends one out of every $5 in its gross national product on health. This year, we're going to spend $4 trillion, imagine, trillion, trillion dollars on health. So if your organization and others like it and ours could figure out a way to greatly increase that health span as well as the lifespan, then we're really talking about something very, very interesting. And I think you would agree with this, Jerry. Nobody wants to live a lot longer with a lousy life. Right? <laughs> sure. so it's all just... about the quality of that life. Exactly. And what's interesting also in your statistics, which are 100% accurate, is that you would think if the health would deteriorate starting in mid-60s, that therefore we'd see so many more people ending up in what we all grew up thinking about, nursing homes, um, and spending a lot of time in there. And that became a big issue for people who are financial planners and how do you pay for all of that? But the actual statistics show that the number of years that the people do stay in these facilities has gone down. And then what that means is they're learning from people like yourself and all of your other sponsors that there are ways of extending your life and staying healthy that will keep you alive longer. So we're learning how exercise becomes a critical part of a way people live well mentally and physically, that proper eating, nutrition, supplements can help in many cases. But the key parts will be still, how do they live with what I'll call joy? How do they have passion? How do they live with purpose? 
And the interesting part is this, the Harvard longevity studies, I know you're familiar with them, that basically found the single biggest explanation for people living longer and healthier and happier rather, because that's what they were measuring, was the fact that they have great relationships. And that's one of the reasons you've probably seen the statistic that they were recently using about older people who are in isolation, especially during COVID, um, are lonely and therefore more likely to die by being lonely. And that's why technology helping them relate to other people becomes such an important part of everyone's future. Yeah, and it actually goes back and tracks with the blue zones. So as I'm sure you know, there's five blue zone areas, one in the U.S., Loma Linda. What they basically said, there's five things that are the same in every blue zone. And one of those is a very strong social network or the relationships. So it totally tracks with the blue zone data. Now, one way to look at these statistics is if you could really help people live a much longer and healthier life, let's say to 100 with great health. So take 100 and subtract 80, that's 20 more years of living. And then take 100 and subtract 63, that's 37 more years of healthy living. So if we can just figure out what to do, the, the benefits are just tremendous. I fully agree. And that is why we started Age Brilliantly. That's great. So let, me, let me try to explain to your, your listeners what it was about and why it came out. So again, just to repeat so people really understand, Age Brilliantly is a platform. Think of almost like Facebook or LinkedIn or any of these other platforms where people can share information, resources, and help one another. But it's designed for people who want to lead long, fulfilling lives. Not everybody thinks about that, as we'll discover in a minute, and that's the real issue. And they realize that to do that, they need to change maybe what they do. They need information. They need inspiration. They need to know about the 100 Club. And they need to know about the Blue Zones. They need support in the form of relationships, which could be weak or strong. It doesn't matter. It's still a support. They need tools to be able to manage and track what they're doing and how well they're doing it. And then the services and the products that are all going to guide them. And with that, they can make better life decisions and focus on what we like to call the six essentials of life. And that is you pick the most important one. If you don't have your health, it's all really a problem. For most people, if they're paying any attention to what people talk about in the aging arena, they're always focusing on wealth, finance. Do you have financial freedom? Is there independence? Are you saving enough and things like that? So that's the second part. But you and I just said the third part are relationships, having quality relationships that mean you can feel happy about life and deal with your stresses that you have day in and day out. And Blue Zones is definitely an area we see that. What we also think that's critical, and all the research shows the same thing, people who stay passionate about their work and their life, they live longer. People who have a sense of purpose and they follow through on whatever that purpose is, which means it's bigger than themselves. It's about doing things for society, for other people, etc. Do it. And the final one, which is a unique one for age brilliantly, is this whole issue of time. Because most of us don't really understand how time becomes something we actually can control in terms of making some of the decisions. So these are the six essentials. And as we talk, I will come back to them a couple of times. I was just making a note as you said them. I wrote down health, wealth, relationships, passion and purpose, and time. 
and time. You got it. That's the six essentials. So our website is right there front and center because it's what people miss. I think you asked an excellent question a minute ago, you know, about going from 80 to 100 or from 63 to 100. The real question is, when should someone ask this question about aging brilliantly? At what point does this make all some sense? Well, if you really want to do, which is why we created this company, if you want to help people, yourself, your family, your, your parents, your children, in some way doing it, what we're trying to do really is unleash people's potential for a fulfilling life as long as you can. So the model isn't like the financial planners who say, well, listen, if you're going to retire and you want to have some independence, see us at least five years before that so we can do it. Our philosophy is completely different. What you do is you start the minute you're an, you are an emerging adult, which may mean you're around 20, if you're finishing school, college, whatever it is, and you're on your own. And you can then look at that journey of life and realize you've got maybe 75, 80 years in front of you. And what's unique, and that's what led to the creation of Age Brilliantly, is you then have to take charge of it. You have to take control because it's your responsibility. Try to remember, if you were 41 when you died, you went to a little bit of school, you worked in the field, you worked in the factory, and then what happened is maybe you died in the field of the factory, or maybe you took off the last six months when you were really sick, sick and that was it. But today we have a long ability to do it. And so it's kind of like the Chinese proverb, which I think is so great, is what's the right time to plant a fig tree, which takes 20 years to bear fruit? The right answer is 20 years ago or now, because at least get started now. And that's why we, we're a platform for any adult to focus on the issues they have, but also their kids and their parents. John, it's time for a quick commercial break. The Asher Longevity Institute developed a nine-step program to guide you to a much longer and much healthier life. Our mission is to make this system easy to understand, simple to execute, and sustainable for the rest of your life. Go to asherlongevity.com today and sign up for the information and access you need to live the longevity lifestyle. That's asherlongevity.com to help you feel better now and achieve the longevity you desire. Now back to the discussion. Well, Jerry, one thing you mentioned I wanted to pick up on, that was uh, the six uh, essentials for happiness in life. One was uh, having a purpose or a why for your life. And uh, there's one interesting statistic from Japan, and that is Japanese women outlive women in America by seven years. And it is thought that the main reason is they have a purpose in life. Every single woman has a purpose in life. And they have an actual, there's actually a Japanese word for it. And it doesn't have to be a huge purpose. In other words, a Japanese woman's purpose or why in life would be to keep my street clean, pretty, and nice. Or a woman in the U.S., her purpose might be, and this is true for many of them, totally focus on the well-being of my kids and my grandchildren. So it doesn't have to be a huge exotic purpose or why in life, just something that you can focus on as an individual. 100%. Purpose is very personal, and we all pick it in different ways. Actually, yes. 
So people ask me very often, you know, when did I start Age Brilliantly? It was about five years ago and why. I was teaching in China. You know, you and I had this conversation. You've been in China over a hundred times. I've been there a half a dozen times teaching and getting my students to start thinking about it. And as you said, in China, it's the same thing. When I asked questions about parents and grandparents, the question very often was, your grandparents are older, well, what are your parents going to be doing? And what we found that was very interesting is that they all said, you know what? My mother is waiting for me to graduate here in college and maybe at a job, but definitely have a family because she's going to take care of the kids. So that's their purpose. And when we said, does she really want to retire? Remember in, in uh, China, there's mandatory retirement at 55. Yep. For women and 60 for men. So it becomes an issue that it's there. And the answer was they couldn't see any other way because that's their culture and therefore their purpose. So you're 100% right, knowing what your purpose is. What makes it interesting in America, we have freedom to do so many different things that people don't see their self in that kind of purpose. Okay. Remember, in, our, in America, we look at an equal workforce. We look at everybody being able to do the same thing. So you always have to understand the aging process in light of the norms and behaviors of that culture in that situation. But in America, we have cultural things too. Think of it this way. There are many people who have retired at about 60, 65, very often against their real wishes. Yep. Um, and they want to stay busy. So they do is they get what are called encore jobs. Encore is a wonderful organization that found them ways of keeping themselves busy for nonprofit. And that's a positive thing for society. It does give them a purpose. But the real question we have, and it's an age brilliantly kind of issue, is that what these people really want to do? In other words, if I'm unleashing your potential for fulfilling life, what do you want to do? So try to picture our American government right now. We have a 78-year-old president. If he worked for a traditional corporation, he'd have been probably encouraged, quote unquote, to leave. Okay. And despite all the anti, all of the age discrimination issues and the anti efforts, that's the reality of it. There are companies I go into and there's so few people who are older and they say, well, we restructure every couple of years so that we don't have to really deal with this kind of issue. Think of our Supreme Court. Over half the people are over 60 years old. Okay, so what we're discovering is people actually want to continue in whatever they enjoy doing, if sometimes, because they can do it. So um, our president at 78 is a president because he's always wanted to be a president, always wanted to be in politics and fit it. Uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, she recently died at 87, and her goal was to make it to 88 so that the president, the Democrat president, hopefully would be able to appoint her successor. So what we need to say to people is why not build our institutions around people's desire to be able to unleash their potential at whatever they want to do, whether it's staying in their current job or not staying in their current job and doing another thing. There are, for example, two researchers in Vermont who recently did a study and predicted that children today will have 10 careers. And so the biggest problem for unleashing our potential sometimes is the norms and the behaviors that we see around us and we follow. And many of them are antiquated. 
And that becomes a real problem. And that's one of the reasons Age Brilliantly was there. And we build a peer group because people can work together to be able to say, I'll do what I want to do. If I want to continue working, I'll do it. If I don't, I don't. What we've discovered is there's a problem in that. And that is one of the reasons they do or don't do it is they haven't explored their other option. And the reason is there's not that many people we know to do that. I mentioned to you the 100 Club and things that these kind of people do. How many of us know those people? We don't. It's a, a new phenomenon to watch that people can grow older and be healthy and be fit at 85 or 92 and do it. There's a gentleman who at 92 started being as an entrepreneur and he launched the product called Harissa, which is a Moroccan spice in 600 stores, including Yankee Stadium. At one point, he's since deceased, but the point was he unleashed his potential for what he always wanted to do. And if we want people to stay with their individual passions and purposes, we need to let them do that. And that means we have to sometimes work together to get rid of the norms of behaviors that tell us we should be quitting work at a young age when we really don't want to, or planning what to do next. John, you and I work with leaders, and we see this kind of all the time. Once upon a time, people would leave being a CEO of a company somewhere in their 50s or 60s. But what's happening is right now, there's a whole lot of older leaders that are still running their company. And think about why. They're making money, they have a sense of identity, they have a sense of power, they enjoy what they do, but the single biggest answer is, they don't know what else to do. No one's helped them explore it. And that's one of the many things on the platform companies can help people do, mentoring, coaching programs, to help people figure out what do you really want to do and where do you want to go? Yeah, no, I agree. I totally agree with you, Jerry. And it's interesting about the prediction of the Vermont uh, researchers about people having 10 careers. I'm actually in my sixth career. You see? And, uh, you're, and you're not a kid. <laughs> no, and not only that, um, I'm, I'm 80. And I fully intend to be a mortal. So, <laughs> I love that. Uh, you know, I don't pretend that I can be immortal. That would mean you're going to live forever. But I want to be a mortal, which is a term that means live forever, unless you get you know, hit by a bus or something on tour, it happens to you. <laughs> so that's my goal. Well, I hope you will. And I, I, I'm going to join you on that mission and stay with you. So you at least you and I will have the support of each other in the relationship. <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> so the real challenge for most people, John, is they have to think forward instead of backwards. Now, this is really what got me started. I'm a social psychologist, as you know. So I watch the power groups and norms and what they do. And what I've discovered is we all grow up at a time, and the society we live in was created by our ancestors, our parents. And so we think that's the way the world is, because our parents had it, we have it, so I guess it goes on forever and ever. And the hard part is being able to put yourself aside and say, wait a minute. I can be whatever I want to be if I envision it. So it's creating your future self that moves you to that, again, that time issue, the future of what you're doing, as opposed to the past. And I love using this example because it makes it so well. So in 1900s, we all had horses and buggies. And soon after, a bunch of innovators and inventors like Ford created something that could move without a horse. And what did they call it? A horseless carriage. <laughs> right. Okay. And to this day, when you and I want to drive somewhere, we have this thing outside, which is a short word car for horseless carriage. 
But if you look forward, is that what your life will really be? Well, I'm lucky. I'm in the city and I have three sons and not one of them did what I did when I was 17, got a license so I could drive a car and go out. Not one of them does it. Why not? Because they look at me and say, if I want to get around, I have a phone and I now call Uber, Lyft, or somebody like that. But, you know, Dad, 10 years from now, I'm going to be calling an autonomous vehicle. And they will be outside and drive me where I'm going. So why would I need to worry about busless carriages in a world of autonomous vehicles? And that's what we're not thinking about. How many different professions can we do? How many different things can we do with other people to help them grow? And that really is what Age Brilliantly is all about. Again, unleashing people's potential by divorcing us from antiquated, sometimes obsolete, but definitely antiquated norms and behaviors that are there. An example you, you probably know as well is, you know, there's an, an AARP is one of the best organizations helping older people. And it's a terrific magazine and terrific services. But think about it, AARP meant retired people. Okay. And so if you're 50, you get it. And at age brilliantly, we get these notes all the time. Well, I got 50 and they sending it to me. So I come to be with older people. I'm 50. I'm young. That's our point. We're only as old as we want to be. And we can become anything we want to do if we set our minds to it and work within a peer group that's going to help us grow. And that's why peers and experts and service providers are all part of the age brilliantly community. John. John, it's time for the wrap-up. Well, Jerry, it's been so great talking to you. I'm so, it's always, uh, it seems like every time we talk, it doesn't matter what the subject is. We are on the same page. So always great to, to have a chat about any, any subject. And I'm looking forward to collaborating between our two organizations uh, in the future. Would you like me to give uh, our listeners a three quick takeaways? Yeah, absolutely. And also how they can contact the uh, Age Brilliantly. Oh, okay, perfect. So the three key takeaways I give everybody are simply this. The best way to unleash your potential is two words. It's our motto, two, two phrases, our motto, which is take charge, take charge of your life. It's your life. You may have it as an adult as much as 80 years or more. Make the most out of it. So take charge and you will live better. And it's what we've gone through today. Um, and in part, the way you're going to do that is by intentional living. How do I want to lead my life? And you partially have to go through envisioning your own future self. So it's a very wonderful journey that you can navigate. The second is update your mindsets. The, our entire concept of retirement is an antiquated one. It doesn't fit where most people want to be right now. And the industry keeps using the word that doesn't make any sense. Retirement was supposed to be a very short third period of life when it was first created in the 1880s as a concept. And now people are looking at 20, 30 years and saying, you're going to work during retirement, which makes no sense. It's a contradiction in terms. Yeah. And lastly, become a member. It's free, agebrilliantly.org. You'll get, you get the website, you get information, you have a forum you can participate and ask questions of. You'll constantly keep learning. And we do a monthly newsletter to encourage people to use some key concepts that we're dealing with from the six essentials every month. Excellent. Thanks so much again, Jerry. My pleasure. Take care. You too. And thank you, everybody. That's all the time we have for today. Be sure to visit us at asherlongevity.com to learn more about the science, supplements, and strategies to live a much longer, 
and much happier life. That's AsherLongevity.com. From now until we meet again, John Asher reminds us that looking after our health today gives us better hope for tomorrow. This concludes another edition of Alive right here on the Funnel Radio Network for listeners like you. The Asher Longevity Institute developed a nine-step program to guide you to a much longer and healthier life. Our mission is to make this system easy to understand, simple to execute, and sustainable for the rest of your life. Go to asherlongevity.com today and sign up for the information and access you need to live the longevity lifestyle. That's asherlongevity.com to help you feel better now and achieve the longevity you desire. Thank you.